And hello and good afternoon, everyone. And thank you for being part of our program here. The Truth Will Set You Free Bible Prophecy Edition with Vic Batista and Nathan Jones of Lamb Lion Ministry. We're so excited for today's program as we're going to be talking about as you see the day approaching. But before we continue, I'm going to ask my co-host Nathan Jones if he will open us up with a word of prayer. Lord Jesus, we thank you so much for this opportunity to study your word. And we just pray you'll speak through us, Lord. Uh, open up the passages where you want us to see. And uh, Lord, that we may grow in our knowledge and our relationship with you. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Man, again, you're tuning into the Truth Will Set You Free Bible Prophecy Edition, Big Batista, Nathan Jones. Again, our topic is as you see the day approaching. Those of you following us live on social media, we'd love for you to uh, keep us in prayer and share this program with your friends and family as we're very excited for what God is doing uh, in these days. But before we continue, I'm going to welcome my co-host to the program, Nathan Jones. Nathan, it's great to have you on. Great to be on, brother. How are you? I am doing fantastic, Nathan. And the reason why I say that is because here in Daytona Beach, South Florida, the weather is already changing a little bit and our humidity has dropped dramatically. <laughs> That's great. Yeah, we've September in uh, Dallas, Texas here usually is hot, 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 but we've been nice and cool, probably because of the hurricanes that are kind of brushing the coastline and making it cooler up here. So, yeah, we praise the Lord for... Uh, Good weather, fall weather. I'm ready for it, man. Uh, I'm ready for the fall. Absolutely. I, I, you know, it, I, and I'll just share this real quick. It's just so interesting. I went with my wife to Walmart, and as I'm walking through Walmart, Nathan, I looked down the aisle, and I'm already seeing Christmas trees. <laughs> right next to the uh, pumpkins, right? I, I'm saying right next probably to the swimming shorts. <laughs> oh, my word. Yes. Well, that's too early. Right. And the pumpkin. So we were we were saying to ourselves, wow, how times are changing and how quickly uh, the seasons are coming and going. You're not kidding. And maybe that's for the best. 2020 has been a real rough year, hasn't it? Yeah, I'm in agreement with you. I think we do want to get moving past the season. It has been a long season as well. It has been. This has been quite a year, hasn't it, with the coronavirus and economic collapse uh, in different areas of people losing their jobs and uh, health in decline and fearful events and chaos in the streets and uh, election year. And I think a Ooh. lot of people are looking forward to a little peace, hopefully coming. Now, Jesus said the birth pains would increase in frequency and intensity closer he came. So we might be looking back to these days and saying, oh, I wish we could get back to September 2020, but I'm hoping <laughs> the Lord will give us a reprieve. <laughs> Nathan, you're absolutely right. And Nathan, of course, for those of maybe we have some individuals tuned in for the first time and they're not familiar with our ministry and what, what we do, will you be able to share with them just in case some people want more information? Well, absolutely. Uh, Vic and I are both evangelists here at Lamb and Lion Ministries. We are a Bible prophecy ministry whose mission it is to proclaim the soon return of Jesus Christ. And uh, most folks know us from our television program, Christ in Prophecy, which is now in its 18th season. You can find that on all the major Christian networks. And uh, on our online ministry, which is ChristInProphecy.org, uh, check us out on there. You, we have a wealth of uh, Bible prophecy teaching articles, uh, Lamplighter Magazine, newsletter you can sign up for, social media you can join. Uh, we want to get you excited about the Lord's soon return. Of course, you'll find all the podcasts of The Truth Will Set You Free going back to for 10 years of Truth Woo! Will Set podcast. It's right on our podcast page. Exciting. Thank you so much, Nathan Jones. A lot of wonderful, wonderful resources. Uh, likewise, also, Nathan, I'm very excited about the prophetic perspective. You have some wonderful um, um, guests there this week. 
Our, we also have a short video series you can find on our Christ in Prophecy YouTube channel called Prophetic Perspectives. Uh, our TV show usually is recorded a few weeks, if not a few months, ahead of when we air, and things are happening so fast. We just couldn't keep up. And even with this with this podcast here, we're doing this weekly. That's not keeping up with events. So we created on our Christ in Prophecy channel a, a series, a playlist called Prophetic Perspectives, short videos. Uh, dealing with the times and the seasons and what's going on day by day. Uh, we were fortunate enough, Amir Safadi was in town last week, and he stopped by the ministry to record a, a number of videos. Uh, we've also had Eric Hoven of Creation Today. We've had Alan Parr of The Beat. Uh, we've had many other guests on, on, and we're hopefully getting many more, along with, of course, Dr. Reagan, our founder, Tim Moore, our associate evangelist, myself. Hopefully, Vic, you someday will get you on those prophetic perspectives. So, uh, we've also had our other assistant evangelist, Patrick Oliver, on Prophetic Perspective. So check it out, Christ in Prophecy YouTube channel. Ooh, awesome. And I want to say to all those that are, that are tuned into our program today, check it out. Nathan Jones does a fantastic job interviewing people, Nathan. Great job. <laughs> Praise the Lord, man. You, you, I love how you host this show, too. And let me ride along for the fun. I appreciate it. It is a lot of fun. Uh, and Nathan, speaking about fun, uh, you mentioned just in our opening introduction, all the things that are going around the world, going on around the world. It, it's just amazing how prophecy is just um, unraveling right before our eyes. And, our, and the title of our message is, As Ye See the Day Approaching. Um, Franklin Graham wrote a book a number of years back called Storm Warnings. And it's just very interesting because as we see the days approaching, there's many things brewing in the, in, in the sky, different kind of storms happening right now. And we just happen to be in the middle of a great storm with this pandemic, with COVID-19 and so many other things that uh, we see are going to be unraveling in the near future. But the Bible in Hebrews chapter 10 verses 23 to 25, the writer of Hebrew actually spoke about these day that 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 will be approaching. Would you be able to take us there, Nathan, and read for us Hebrews 10 verses 23 to 25? Okay, 20 Hebrews 10, 23 through 25 reads, Let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering, for he who promised is faithful. And let us consider one another in order to stir up love and good works, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together, as is the manner of son some but exhorting one another and so much more as you see the day approaching mm, i love i love that passage nathan and one of the things right off the bat that comes to my mind i mean there's a number of things that come to my mind but they're there they're, they're, they're encouraged not to forsake the assembling of one another we know right now because of this whole COVID 19 and all these rules and regulations that's been a challenge for the church the assembling of one another I was listening to John MacArthur, who's a pastor of a church out in California. He's also one of the greatest intellects in, in Bible teaching in the 20th and 21st century. And uh, he was reading a list of the requirements that the state of California had for his church. For one, no meeting indoors and having slip covers on an outside church meeting and change them frequently and staying you know, the six feet apart and wearing the mask and no singing and uh, no verbal praying and, and no basically making it so difficult that it would be impossible to hold church. Meanwhile, the state of California is, is on fire. Uh, they're legalizing or, or at least minimizing uh, the pedophilia, the consequences and the, the uh, 
justice against pedophilia, and yet they're more concerned about making sure churches don't meet together. It really shows what a depraved time we live in, but our authority, and this is what the founding fathers of our country knew and wrote about frequently, is that our authority uh, is superseded by, our government's authority is superseded by God himself. He is the ultimate authority. And we have verse right here, Hebrews 10, 25, that says that Christians should not forsake assembling together. It is a, a requirement, a prerequisite, not a suggestion, but Christians must meet together and they must meet together to worship the Lord, to have Christian fellowship and encouragement, to keep each other accountable for Bible study and worship, to do outreaches into the neighborhoods and the communities to share the gospel and to help those in need. This is what the Lord commands us to do, and no human government can say we can't meet together. Even in China, where the government is, Xi Jinping is his newfound, basically, emperor of China has gone to his head. He wants the churches to worship him and put pictures of him in all the churches. Even though the church is terribly persecuted in China, they're just meeting in smaller underground groups. They they aren't ignoring this. But I come across, man, and you probably do too as a pastor, all the time Christians saying, this verse doesn't mean we, we should meet together. Uh, I can do it just online by, by watching this show or that show or this podcast. And, you know, I'm glad folks are tuning into our television program and our podcast, but the Bible makes it extremely clear that Christians must assemble together. Maybe it's not a formal big church service. Maybe it's a small church service or a home church or a Bible study. Any of those meet this requirement. But if you're alone and you're not with other Christians, that's when you're at your weakest. Satan will always go after the ones that are disconnected, like a, a wolf attacks a sheep that's been separated from the crowd. And that's a dangerous position to be in, especially, as this verse says, as we see the day approaching. In other words, the day of the Lord Jesus Christ returns and raptures his church up to heaven. Oh, excellent point, Nathan. And, and Nathan, there's nothing more uh, awesome than when believers gather together, the, the fervent, uh, encouraging, energizing of seeing each other face to face. You and I have an opportunity only a few times a year to see each other face to face. Amen. How encouraging that is to break bread with each other, to hug each other, and to encourage each other. There's nothing like it. Hugging in the manliest way possible, yes. That's right. Manly. <laughs> Let's get that right. <laughs> yeah, clap in your back. Say, I love you, brother, but I'm hitting you. <laughs> But Nathan, that is the, that is exactly what the early church did. That's why the small groups were crucial. Uh, they got together, uh, and even the Bible says, "What well, two or three are gathered in my name, the Lord." In other words, you you hit it right on the head. In other words, it's not a big church. It's just the church coming together for the name of Jesus to encourage each other. Because we know that because we're living in the last days. That's going to be even more difficult, and the enemy is going to try to throw so many things in our way so that we do not uh, um, gather together. Right. I was watching one of those nature shows, and I don't know what's the obsession with nature shows, but they seem to only be interested in watching animals eat other animals. But it was really interesting. There was a watering hole in the middle of this desert, and all these animals were congregating around it, animals that are both predator and prey. And so they're all warily looking at each other, but their thirst over ran their desire to for safety so this pack of elephants had come and they were all drinking the water and they're warily eyeing a pride of lions that were also on the other side of the pond and day and night the two groups would be across from each other but there was one video in the middle of the night one of the elephants wandered off and that was the lion's opportunities and the lion the elephant 
did a fantastic job of protecting itself, but you just couldn't stop the amount of lions that were jumping on it and cutting it and cutting it until eventually it fell and then they killed the, the elephant. And if the elephant had just stayed with the rest of the pack, it would have survived. And Christians are very much like that. We we think we were spiritual enough or we're mature enough. We can go it on our own. We sit in our houses. We never have anything to do with other Christians. We might watch something or, or read our Bible on our own. But that is just like when Satan attacks. His, his demons will come after you if you're separated from the herd. It's not the way God wants Christians to be. If we are the body of Christ, you don't separate a piece of your body and put it somewhere. It'll die. And if we're separated from the body of Christ and fellowship, we will our spiritual relationship with the Lord will shrivel up and die as well. Mm, excellent point. And, and Nathan, we already know that the church has been challenged even before COVID-19 uh, with this with this issue of fellowship. As we saw the numbers drop and they continue to drop even before COVID. It was a concern uh, for pastors and leaders of how to get people back into church. And I mean, it just reminds me what the Bible says in, in Revelation chapter two. Uh, there, the church of Ephesus, Revelation um, two, verses one through four. Might you be able to take us there, Nathan? I know we talked a little bit about this, but it's just so fitting as we see the day approaching, you know? Oh, absolutely. This is the first of seven churches that Jesus Christ had a message for. And he says to the angel of the church of Ephesus, write, These things says he who holds the seven stars in his right hand, who walks in the midst of the seven golden lampstands. I know your works, your labor, your patience, and that you cannot bear those who are evil. And you have tested those who say they are apostles and are not, and have found them liars. And you have persevered and have patience and have labored for my name's sake, and have not become weary. Nevertheless, I have this against you, that you have left your first love. Mm. And Nathan, that challenge is hard enough right there without COVID-19, right? That's That's been one of the challenges that we've been, uh, you and I, for many years been talking about that, this um, being very careful um, that, you know, that, that our love for the things of the Lord that doesn't get cold, that we don't forsake our first love. And these are things that happen very subtle. Uh, like you're saying, people thinking, well, I don't need to fellowship. I can just watch this online. And like I said, those are, it's great if you don't have any other option, but there's an effort that needs to be made, right, Nathan, to have our relationship with the Lord continue to be fervent. Absolutely. And, and I am a strong, strong supporter of online evangelism. <laughs> My title here at Lamb and Lion Ministries is Internet Evangelist. I've been advocating online evangelism for 20 years now at conferences and leadership com uh, summits and things like that. I, I feel very strongly that what we put online is reaching people for Christ, that the Lord has given us communication tools unlike seen in human history because the time is short and the gospel needs to go out. But it's not meant to be our only staple of connecting to the Lord. We must continue to work as a church body, not separated electronically, but, but gathered together. God created the strongest change agent in human history, and that's the church. The church has overthrown the world and brought the gospel to the four corners. The Lord is using it mightily, and even though it feels like in the West it's waning, it's still the biggest change agent. It's the restrainer. Matter of fact, You'll probably notice that as soon as the church has stopped meeting and stopped, started doing online only or not at all, that we had this great surge in the United States of lawlessness, yes. of anarchy. And I don't think that's that's a, just a coincidence. I think as the, the Lord says that he has a restrainer 
and the restraining influence is the Lord's uh, Holy Spirit's work through the church. And when the church backed up, we kind of saw what the world will look like after the rapture. Increased chaos and lawlessness abounds. And now that the church is coming back into the scene, we're seeing actually a little bit of waning of this chaos and all that love. Common sense seems to be coming back at least a little bit. And so again, the church is that vitally important. And as a Christian, we're not just talking about yourself, you know, what you're getting out of church, but what you give. And you can't give to the body of Christ if you're not part of it. Mm -hmm. Excellent point, Nathan. And that is exactly a very encouraging word because we, we are the salt and light, according to Matthew 5. We, we make a difference. Our influence is important much like salt is a preservative agent when it comes to meats and things like that to preserve it so is the church in the world but if we lose our saltiness or preserving uh, uh um you know um way of doing things then this world is just going to become more and more corrupt and that is what we're seeing even right now in the election nathan this is going to be another interesting <laughs> and this is why i tell the christians the church hey we need to vote biblically we need to step in now like never before. Oh, absolutely, because we're not just voting for a president or Congress or Senate people. We're voting for the Supreme Court. And it's scary times, but the Supreme Court seems to be the ultimate authority in the land. Uh, the, both other houses and uh, branches of the government have to go to the Supreme Court now. So Ruth Bader Ginsburg's passing has left a position where uh, we could get a, a Supreme Court justice on that that shifts the tide of this uh, reinterpreting the Constitution like Ginsburg and others did and uh, get back to law, godly law, Judeo-Christian law. Uh, and again, I don't see Roe versus Wade being overturned, not without a few more justices being replaced, but it's a check and balance on the human evil condition. That's what government's meant to do. It's meant to, to encourage God's law and protect mankind from ourselves. And unfortunately, it's abused. So, yeah, this is a vitally important election, and uh, it, it'll determine whether the America has, still has its Judeo-Christian values and honors them, or if we need to jettison all that and become a socialist society and, of course, eventually collapse like Venezuela. A godless society, that's what humanist uh, socialism is. It's, it's godless. Mm -hmm. So we're at a crossroads. It's, it's scary times, man, when you think that the more uh, people declare themselves none or irreligious— the more humanist the country gets, the more it rejects its Judeo-Christian values, its uh, foundations of free market and capitalism, the more it puts itself into its own slavery for their own sins and then the society collapse. So, brother, I hope the collapse of America happens after the rapture, but <laughs> definitely in some difficult, difficult times for our country. Absolutely. And Nathan, this is like never before time for us to continue to trust in the Lord, not trusting government or trust in America, but to continue to trust in God and pray for our nation, pray for the leaders. Uh, and, and, you know, too many people, oftentimes they put too much of their hope and trust in the wrong things. But we are to continue to look to the Lord. We believe he's coming back very, very soon. Uh, we need to be making disciples. We need to be about the Lord's business. And that's why you and I do this program, is to, to refocus and realign people's visions and view back to the Bible and back to the Lord in the midst of all this chaos and craziness. And that's what Hebrews um, 10.28 uh, uh, says for us regarding that. Nathan, would you be able to take us there to Hebrews 10.28 as we again talk about as you see the day approaching? 
Well, that's a good uh, passage about how the just shall live by faith, which is uh, Hebrews two, uh, excuse me, Habakkuk two four as well. It says, anyone who's rejected most law dies without mercy on the testimony or two or three witnesses. Is that the passage you wanted? Oh, I, and I'm sorry, Nathan. That, that was my uh, nine nine twenty eight. I um I should have backed up a little bit. I wrote it down wrong. I was looking at my Bible and I wrote the wrong one. Nine twenty eight. Oh yeah yeah yeah. That, that yeah. would be better. There. But actually, we are called to live by faith. <laughs> so Christ was offered once to bear the sins of many. To those who eagerly wait for Him, He will appear a second time apart from sin for salvation. Yeah, that sounds more right. Yes. And Nathan, I love the word there, those who eagerly wait for him. And, and I believe that's what that's what we should be at right now. Yeah, I, that's what Jesus said uh, many times. Be ready. Be ready. Be ready. Matter of fact, in the very last chapter of the Bible, Revelation 22, three times, Jesus, says, I'm coming quickly. In other words, you know, I could be here any time. Uh, keep the porch light on, so to speak. Be ready. I'll be here any time. And we know that uh, because of Luke 21, Matthew 24, and other passages, he gave us signs to look out for that would indicate we're in the season of his return. And brother, Israel is a nation again. Uh, the Jews control the capital. The Middle East alignment for the Gog and Magog war is coming. This Abraham Accord that's out now, it's bringing that peace and safety that the, it's the prerequisite to the Gog and Magog invasion, which is Russia, Iran, Turkey, and, and, and some of the other Islamic nations. So, all this Bible prophecy is coming together all at once. So you're right, man. We need to be ready. Jesus is coming soon. The generation that saw Israel become a nation again will be the generation, the time period, the era that sees Jesus return in the clouds. Mm, I love it. Again, for those of you that are just tuned in, you're tuned into a Truth Who Set You Free Bible Prophecy Edition. Vic Batista, Nathan Jones with Lamb Lion Ministry. Our topic is As Ye See the day approaching and nathan as as we see this day approaching there's so many other things that we see that come to mind that's happening right now the uh, uh, things that are falling uh, into place in terms of prophecy israel becoming a nation just so many things that individuals should really see that this is a sign that this is indications that we do not have much time left before the lord returns we don't. <clears throat> and people say, well, you know, it's been 2,000 years, and, and I've kind of given up. Jesus has come. Well, no, 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 no. Jesus promised he will come back, and that's an ironclad promise. Whatever Jesus says, that's what he means. And so it's going to happen. Uh, again, the signs of the times indicate the Lord soon returns, so we know that's happening. Uh, I strongly, strongly believe that it will happen in our lifetime. It just how can Israel continue to survive in its condition with constantly the whole world hostile against it something big has to come and the lord himself protects israel and michael the archangel so i i, I strongly am encouraged that that we're living in that time period and that's why this ministry is dedicated to proclaiming the soon return of jesus christ mm, amen and nathan that's been one of my um uh, reminders every morning. Sometimes we we worry so much about things that we can't control about tomorrow or next week. And and I'm always encouraged by saying, Vic, you know what? All this could be over today or tomorrow if the Lord returns, and it can happen. And I think we need to live uh, with that expectancy and that anticipation, Nathan. Like you're saying that that we are that generation, that we could be that generation. Oh, absolutely. I, I love uh, Titus two thirteen says, looking for that blessed hope and glorious appearing of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ. You know, here again, we're told to look for that blessed hope. And that's, again, to tie into what we were talking about, about going to church. 
is that the church people should be encouraging each other, giving each other hope during these difficult time periods. You, the pastor should be preaching messages about the Lord's return. And oddly, the, the pulpits have been quite silenced for the last 10, 20 years about that. That's crazy because this is what the Bible wants us to be excited. The Lord wants us to know what the future holds, that even in dark times and these little T tribulations we face, that the Jesus Christ is victorious and then his children can be victorious as well. And so that's meant, as we read here in Titus 2, to, to give us hope. And, and it, as Paul says in 1 Corinthians 15, to, to give us comfort. Mm. Nathan, I love that. Nathan, our last passage is there, Hebrews uh, chapter 12, verses 1 and 2. And you made a wonderful segue for us because really we also need to continue uh, having endurance and running this race. Would you be able to read for us there, Hebrews um uh, 12 verses 1 and 2. Want to make sure I give you the right passage this time. <laughs> <laughs> it's good here. Uh, Therefore, we also, since we're surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily ensnares us, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Woo! And I'm sure, Nathan, this reminds you of a race right here, right? Running with endurance, not giving up. Not at all. Don't, don't get depressed and down and even some suicidal. It's not meant to be that way. That We have purpose. As Christians, Acts 1-8 tells us the Great Commission about we should go and, and spread the gospel to the whole world, the good news about Jesus Christ. We have purpose. And we were created to have fellowship with God. God wants us to spend eternity with him, and so that's coming up as well. And so we have purpose. We have direction. Uh, we shouldn't despair because the Lord is with us. He will never leave us nor forsake us. And this is a time that's difficult, but it's also a time that, that everything's coming together. You know, it's the climax mm. of the movie, and, and that's always a little frightening and, and a little stressful. But at the same time, we know that the, the hero is going to win in the end, and he even tells us how. Ooh, that is awesome, awesome news, Nathan, and encouraging news. And of course, for those of you that are out there that you do not have a relationship with the Lord, hey, that's what we've been doing here is nothing but encouraging you to come to Jesus. We believe that the time is drawing near as we see the day approaching. What an opportunity for you to turn to Christ right now, wherever you are, and come to him and, and embrace that salvation. Uh, Nathan, I know we only have about a minute left to our program, but will you be able to share with that person on the other side that doesn't have a relationship with Jesus? Maybe how they can start that right now. John 14, 6, Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Nobody comes to the Father except by me. In other words, there's only one way to the Father. In other words, one way to heaven, and that's through Jesus Christ. He is our life. He's our everything. And when we put our faith and trust in Jesus Christ, accepting him as the Son of God, our Savior and Lord, and asking for forgiveness of our sins, then the, the punishment that's due us for our rebellion against God is taken off of us and put on the cross. And we can then stand before the Father one day, holy and pure, thanks to Jesus' sacrifice on the cross. So if you believe that, then from your heart, pray something like, Dear Jesus, please forgive me of my sins and be my Lord and Savior. And Jesus will forgive your sins. The slate will be wiped clean. You'll have a new life and you'll have eternal life with the Father forever. Nathan, what a, what a great um, 
way to close a program by always you giving an invitation. And we're very excited as we see that they are approaching for the church. It's very exciting because we believe we're going to see the Lord very, very soon. Nathan, like always, my brother, it's great to have you on the program. Great to be on, brother. Uh, folks, uh, don't lose hope. Jesus Christ is coming and he's coming soon. Put your faith in Jesus and you'll be able to ride out any trial and tribulation this world throws at you.